sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of the morning after live here on a Thursday on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Spiz Grizz Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Plenty to get to in this second hour of TMA. It is game day in the NBA Finals. Game number one tonight in the Bay, the Golden State Warriors, a four point favorite against the Boston Celtics a total at 212 and a half all the props you need to know from that prop perspective FanDuel's Tom Vecchio joins us later on in this second hour then Evan Sideri a national NBA reporter for basketballnews.com breaks down everything for the NBA finals between the dubs and the seas later on in this second hour it's also a major championship time in tennis, in Paris, the French Open at Roland Garros. Yahoo Sportsbook's Pam Maldonado with a tennis breakdown coming up next. The semifinals on the horizon today. Plenty to get to in hour two, but we begin with Puck Talk Thursday with me, Ben Stevens, live right here on SportsGrid. What an atmosphere last night for the opening game of the Eastern Conference Finals. Not far away from us, just a couple of blocks away at the world's most famous arena here in Midtown Manhattan, Madison Square Garden. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, like MSG when that crowd is rocking, whether it's a Rangers game, a Knicks game, the Big East basketball tournament, it does not matter. When MSG is at its best, it can truly be a seventh man for the New York Rangers. And that's what we saw last night. As a home ice underdog, somehow, someway at MSG, plus 106, that number for the Blue Shirts entering game number one, the Rangers are dominant against the two-time reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. A 6-2 onslaught last night for a 1-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference Finals for the New York Rangers. We expected this series in the Eastern Conference Finals to be a little bit more competitive, maybe more of a defensive showdown between two of the best goalies in the entire sport. Andre Vasilevsky on one side for Tampa, Igor Shosturkin on the other side for New York. Igor pretty good last night, but Vasilevsky a little bit of a struggle. Six goals allowed for Tampa yesterday evening in New York. Takes that 6-2 to two win in game number one. So the total of five and a half in the under had the juice entering game one goes over. Now Tampa allowed just three goals in total in the four-game sweep against the Florida Panthers. They allow six goals last night in just one game, the opening night of the Eastern Conference Finals. But here's something to know about the Lightning. Again, a two-time Stanley Cup champion, back-to-back seasons in the hunt to hoist Lord Stanley's trophy for a third consecutive year. Tampa has won 18 straight games in the playoffs in this two-year postseason run, now into its third year. 18 straight games following a loss. So yeah, in game number two, it makes sense to see Tampa Bay as a road ice favorite once again against the New York Rangers. That updated number on the FanDuel Sportsbook looks a lot like last night. Tampa minus 128 for the game two odds for tomorrow evening. A Friday? 
in New York City at Madison Square Garden where the Rangers have an opportunity to take a 2-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to be bonkers. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here the second hour of the morning after live all across the grid. Sirius XM Channel 159 and our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. Again, the Rangers, the opening night of the Eastern Conference Finals, score six goals Put it on the Lightning early. They win 6-2 to two for a one nothing series lead. Plus 106, plus 108. That home money line dog price for the Blue Shirts in MSG. And a total of 5.5 goes over. But Tampa has not lost consecutive games in the postseason for a very long time. They have won 18 straight following a playoff loss. They are minus 126 on that money line price for tomorrow or minus 128. And although the Rangers have a one nothing series lead and home ice advantage, they're only minus 120 in that series outright price as well. The Lightning entered last night as a minus 190 series favorite in the ECF. They're even money right now at plus 100. They will be a series favorite, probably closer to that $2 price that we saw entering this series if they win tomorrow night on the road in New York before they flip it back to Florida for game number three. That's the Eastern Conference Finals. The Avs have a one nothing series lead out west. Eight to six, if you remember that electric game on Sunday night. In the Avs' favor, they're minus 440 in the series outright price as we get ready for game number two tonight in Denver, Colorado. Again, minus 440, minus 240, that number, on the Avs entering game number one of the Western Conference Finals. Now, more than $2 in their favor, working up to a minus 440 price. Should be no surprise to see a total at 7.5 for game two between the Avalanche and the Oilers tonight. We saw 14 combined goals in game number one on Sunday. Also should be no surprise to see the Avalanche at minus 176 they closed closer to two dollars in game number one but opened around this number at minus 176 they have been expected to be a favorite pretty much the entirety of the postseason throughout the stanley cup we see that yet again for colorado tonight again the abs minus 440 in the western conference finals minus 176 for game number two tonight some of the best in the business nathan mckinnon connor mcdavid in action tonight in denver we look to the french open it's semifinal time up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com A major championship in the world of tennis. Semi-final action already underway in Paris at Roland Garros for the French Open. Welcome back to the morning after. Live here on a Thursday on Sports Grid in Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Yahoo Sportsbook's Pam Maldonado joins us now. Pam does everything. College football on this show. Golf at times as well. And certainly one of the best handicappers when it comes to tennis. Pam, thank you so much for joining us here on a Thursday, how have you been enjoying everything happening in Paris for the French Open? It's been an exciting French Open. We have, I mean, anytime you have Rafa Nadal just coming up and making storylines, headlines, yep. um, magic, 
it is something to cherish and hold on to because honestly, I don't know how much longer we have of him. I don't know how much longer we have of Fetter. So I'm I'm holding on to these greatness, these great these moments of greatness. <laughs> Rafael Nadal into the semifinal against Alexander Zverev. Nadal, 110-3 all-time during the French Open at Roland Garros. 13 French Open titles now into the semifinals looking for his 14th. And of course, Pam, a heavy odds-on favorite to win the men's side of the French Open. What has impressed you most out of Rafa this time around in Paris? I mean, it's the same. What impresses me about Nadal this time is the same thing that impresses me every time. His absolute mm. resilience. He does not quit. He doesn't understand what losing. He doesn't know the definition of that. He does. He yeah. he fights. He fall. He fights every second, every point, every match. How he celebrates. You can tell in the first round he is throwing up his victories and he's like super hyped and he's pumped and he's excited. He has that same level with him, whether it is a final or whether it is the first round match in a major. So you have no distinction between where his fire is coming from. He always has it. And we just saw him with another comeback. He was down 4-1 in the fourth set to Novak Djokovic um, just last week in the in the quarterfinal. And, I mean, he came back to win the set. I mean, he's just – he Nadal is magic. <laughs> Nadal is, is magic. Certainly is, especially – on clay as you saw there minus 210 to win his 14th french open title he's minus 350 in his semi-final matchup against verev again 110 and three all time at roland garros for the french open rafael nadal on clay one of the best in the business so pam you see that minus money heavy odds on favorite price to win the championship outright minus 350 to win his semi final match can anybody including Alexander Zverev knock Rafael Nadal off his throne right now Zverev can absolutely knock off Nadal now am I gonna bet it <laughs> no I'm not there's no value in that um I'm not gonna say there's no value in that but Nadal right now is one of those players that you don't put money on you just sit back and you watch and enjoy and the reason for that is because Nadal versus Zverev nine out of ten times Nadal's going to win this match this is his surface this is his home turf this is where he does his magic the the best the most the, he he has a statue right outside you don't get a yeah. statue of yourself without being the best on here on this surface here at Roland Garros now what i've been seeing from nadal right now is this, what we've been seeing from 2021 he's having these blips these moments of like either he loses his confidence or he just loses his rhythm last year it was a serving problem this year in this tournament he's been mishitting his backhand he's been shanking the ball he's overhitting some shots and that was prior to novak djokovic match in the quarterfinal um you're seeing straight set victories from him but they are coming with a lot of mistakes. There's a few opportunities he should have bageled his opponents. He actually lost his opening service game in the third set. That late in a match, that's when you're warmed up and you should get it going. And instead, he fumbled all over himself. He ended up having to go a little longer than he expected. But it's straight set victories with blips. And now if Zverev, who we just saw, if you don't, if you're not on your A game from Carlos Arcaraz, he couldn't hit his backhand to save his life. And Zverev absolutely took advantage of that. Nadal played perfect tennis, perfect tennis to Djokovic in himself. Nadal, after the inter in the post-match interview, he said that level surprised even him. So if he doesn't replicate that same type of level, and he has some of those blips that came in from in the earlier matches, 
that he has been struggling with over the last year, he has this chronic foot injury, then absolutely Zverev can knock him off. But if he is playing on his A game, nobody can beat him. The other semifinal on the men's side, Kasper Ruud, minus 245 against Marine Cilic. So, Pam, when you see these big prices, a minus 245 favorite, and Nadal is minus 350, $3.50, how do you bet these semifinal matches from an approach when you have such a hefty favorite? Oh, you parlay it with somebody else. So right now you have Iga Swiatek, who just defeated her opponent. She's in the final. Whether it's Coco Goff or her or the opponent, the other player that she's facing, um, how do you not back Giga? She's the best player on tour right now with Ash Barty gone. So you can parlay Iga Swiatek with a Nadal and Moneyline, and that should be good. <laughs> but then if you're looking to bet these individually for Casper Ruud and for Chillage, like I said, I don't know with Nadal, you can't guess. If you want to bet him on the money line, you have to absolutely par- parlay it with something because there's no telling if he's going to win in straight sets and bagel his opponent or if he's going to make this a five-setter like he did with Felix Azger Lazim. There's no in-between. So you have to just take his money line. Um, for Casper Ruud and for Marin Chillage, I'm going to live and die by the sword, and I am backing Marin Chillage on the money line as an underdog. Mm. And you are getting some really good value out of that because he is plus two. He's two to one right now to win. And you're talking about these big favorites. Well, you're giving Casper Rude that big of a favorite when he only has four. He's 14 and 13 in majors. The deepest he's been in the in a major has been the round of 16. And that was the 2021 Australian Open where he retired that match. And you have Marin Chilich, who's 130 to 54 in majors. And now he just became the fifth man on ATP Tour to reach the semifinal in all four majors. And the last time that he defeated his nemesis was Jill Simone. He went on to win the 2014 U.S. Open, and he mm-hmm. routed Jill Simone this time around. And, he, I mean, he's looking good. He's looking very capable and able in a good spot, in a spot that he has been in before, that he has more experience. Now, can he hold on to his head? That's the problem with with backing Chillage, but he's fully capable here of defeating Rude. Pam, as you mentioned, on the women's side, Iga Swiatek early in action on the <clears throat> semifinal Thursday at the French Open, advancing now to the championship match. She was a heavy favorite in the semifinals. She was a heavy favorite to win the tournament outright. What makes Iga Swiatek so good, and will she win the women's French Open championship? I see no reason for her, for Iga, to not win this tournament or many tournaments to come here in the next few years. What you see in the WTA right now is there is such a large discrepancy between Iga Swiatek, Ash Barty, who now is in retirement, um, that you don't see with the rest of the players. It's power. It's speed. It's smart. uh, You're just seeing a lot of women. There's not a lot of competitiveness. So this is why she is just demolishing her opponents. There's, it's like the big three and then the rest of ATP. Well, it is Iga in a world of one and then the rest of the WTA. There's just not anyone on here to come to, to threaten her. We're, we almost saw it. Um, she had a cu- match a couple of rounds ago. It was an opponent who had a big power. There's just not a lot of women who have like that much power. Power is going to be what's wins. But Iga, she's just too good. She has all the weapons. Um, she has the experience and she's winning comfortably in sets. And I don't see why that doesn't continue. Pam, quickly here, only about 40 seconds left. Coco Goff, Martina Trevisan in the second semifinal later in just a little bit. Coco Goff, minus 270 favorite. What's the play for that matchup? 
I would be looking to the underdog. I think Coco Golf, where she is in her career, uh, should not be a too that big of a favorite. There's just value money line wise. It's just talking about grabbing an. It's a number grab, and you're talking taking the dog who has. I would say that they're equal skill sets. Um, so I would be grabbing the underdog in this spot purely because two anything above two hundred, that's too much for Coco Golf. Getting underway in just a couple of minutes at Roland Garros for the French Open. Pan Maldonado from the Yahoo Sportsbook helping us break it all down and handicap a major championship in tennis. Pam, thank you so much for your time. We go back to the NBA Finals, a prop perspective up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. A Thursday night is the start of the NBA Finals. Out in San Francisco between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Right now again, the Dubs, a four-point home favorite. The total at 2-12 and a half. A prop perspective for the opening night of the NBA Finals on the way. With FanDuel's Tom Vecchio joining us here on this Thursday, TMA. Tom we have made it. We have so much happening right now, and you are a jack of all trades. The NBA Finals about to get underway. Conference Finals action in the Stanley Cup postseason, and of course, the daily grind of Major League Baseball as well. How busy of a time is this for the prop man himself, Tom Vecchio? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a very, very busy time. Uh, we are getting into game two for the Avs and the Oilers. The NBA Finals tipping off tonight. Uh, the Rangers won last night, so I'm happy about that. My Celtics Eastern Conference future, future cash, so I'm happy about that. It's all rolling right now, so uh, let's get to it. Let's get into game number one tonight. Again, a four-point spread in favor of the Golden State Warriors. A total at 212.5. Tom, that over-under is interesting to me. It's the lowest number Golden State has seen throughout this entire postseason. It's the highest total, though, on the other side for Boston in their last eight playoff games. You often look at the spread and the total for what it's going to tell you about the game script for a night before you dive into the prop market. What do you think about the game script and the flow we are going to see for the opening night of the NBA Finals? I think this is as perfect of a line as I've probably seen all uh, postseason for the NBA. Four points, we're, we're dealing with a one, one and a half possession game. Point, the over-under, I think, could not be better. You know, if it was at 215, I'd be more interested in taking the, the under. I think where it is right now is perfect. If I had to lean anywhere, um, again, I'm going to lean with the under to start. You know, if we do see these teams coming out shooting, I think you can maybe live bet something to you know try and hedge it out of where you are, whatever it might be. But I'm going to lean on the under. I'm going to lean on the Warriors in game one. Uh, I think if you're interested in the Celtics for the series overall, you might want to see how game one goes because you probably get a better price as the series goes, goes on, especially if they drop game one. So that's something uh, I'd be interested in doing. Uh, I think the props are super sharp for the star players, but I think there are some props for the secondary players we can get to. Yeah, I think that's a great point about after game number one tonight. The result, if it goes in favor of the Warriors, even if they just win the game outright, maybe don't even cover, that price you're going to see on Boston tomorrow as a series underdog is going to be a little bit juicier from that plus 
money perspective. Right now, the Warriors minus 160 in the series outright price. Boston plus 135. Let's focus on the stars quickly here, Tom. You mentioned those props pretty sharp as it pertains to guys like Jason Tatum and Steph Curry. Tatum's points prop tonight, 28 and a half. Steph's at 27 and a hook. Both three-point props at three and a half. So what is your approach to the stars at this final stage in the NBA championship series? As I said before about, uh, you know, a player like Atentacumpo, uh, as I mentioned, it's like I take the over on these players or I'm simply staying away. Because if you look at some of the recent game logs for Jason Tatum, especially in the last four games against Miami. He was putting up a double-double, if not close to a triple-double in some of these games. He's playing 40-plus minutes, simply the volume of minutes he's going to be playing, the shot attempts, uh, just his overall contribution in the peripheral stats. He could push past a PRA prop just because he's out there, even with the game hitting the under. So I'm either looking to the over on some of these player props or I'm simply staying away because I don't want to be fading a player that's going to be taking 22 field goal attempts, that's going to be playing 40 minutes, that could push towards right. a triple-double in a losing effort. So I go towards the over on some of the star players or I simply stay away. There's just too much potential for them uh, when they're going to be seeing that much offensive usage. So we move away from the stars to maybe some of those role players, the rotational players, the secondary market as it pertains to the props. Who are you looking at on either side for the Celtics or the Warriors, Tom? That starts with Derek White for the Boston Celtics. Over eight and a half points. It's sitting at minus 102. I think it's a great spot. His PRA is also sitting at 13 and a half, also a spot that I'm going to be considering. When we look to the rotation for the Celtics, they're running a seven, maybe an eight-man rotation in the, in the series versus Miami, which I think is a really good indication of what they're going to be doing. These starters are playing heavy minutes. The one, two, maybe three players coming off the bench are playing a good amount of minutes. He had eight points or more in the four final games against Miami. He had 13 points or more in three of the last four. Uh, he's got some three-point potential. So we have a player that's A, trusted in the rotation for the Celtics, and then is going to be out there shooting a good amount and being one of the you know secondary scorers that Tatum or Brown happens to be on the bench. So eight and a half points for Derek White, I think, is really, really solid to start. I'm not going to be surprised to see that jump to 10, 11 and a half if he gets hot mm. in the first few games. So I want to get on Derek White now over points over eight and a half points and the over on his pra which is only 13 and a half and when he's putting up 13 points or more in some of these final games against miami we're getting an easy double dip here tom you hit on something right there one of the last things that you said if Derek white easily goes over eight and a half tonight you would not be shocked to see that points prop up to 10 and a hook maybe 11 and a half in the next couple of games of this nba final series but often as we see with game spreads if we stay in the same city and it's the same two teams, and it's not a bunch of injuries across the board, the props stay relatively the same as well. Jalen Brown, for instance, has been right around 24 and a half pretty much each of the last two series for the Boston Celtics. That's his prop for game number one tonight. He scored 24 points three separate times in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Miami Heat. Klay Thompson has hovered around 20 in a hook. Andrew Wiggins has either been 15 and a half or 16 and a half, that 15 and a half, by the way, for Wiggins, a number he has gone over in nine of the last 11 games. So how do you evaluate how the prop market changes on a night-to-night -night basis throughout one given series in the postseason? 
So I'll look at the production that they put up. I'll look to see if the juice is changing to see where that's going. And then I'm also going to be taking into account what I'm expecting from that game overall. So yes, we do see, you know, Brown, uh, you know, putting up right around 24 points. But if I'm going to be leaning the under, I'll, I'll be willing to take a little bit, you know, leaning on the under in the game overall. I'll be willing to go with a little bit more juice just because I want that to correlate with the bet that I'm making overall for the under rather than taking the over uh, and, you know, trying to get a little bit of extra plus money when I don't think that's realistically going to be happening just because of the game flow overall. So it's really, really tight on a game to game basis when there's very little changing, especially in these super, super competitive series. But I think I'd find any little edge that you can. Yeah, I think it's a great point as well. The props, the lines, the spreads, the totals all very sharp right now. There's one final series in the NBA finals. Tom Vecchio from FanDuel joining us here on a Thursday on the morning after opening night of the NBA Finals, game number two of the Western Conference Finals in the NHL. The Stanley Cup postseason rolls on in Denver tonight with the Avs minus 176 right now live on that money line. Up one nothing in this series, booked as a heavy favorite often. But Tom, as you well know, a jack of all trades who knows the NBA, NHL, and MLB like the back of his hand. Tons of star power in this series between Colorado and Edmonton. Who catches your eye for tonight's game number two? Yeah, a lot of stars on or in this game. And tonight I'm going to be going to Leon Dreisaitl for the Edmonton Oilers to score a goal. It's sitting at plus 120. The Oilers obviously have, you know, tremendous offensive firepower. He's been awesome as of late. He has 13 assists in just his last four games alone. He's putting up over two points per game, which is great to see. But he hasn't found a goal in any of his last four games. So 13 points, and they've all come from assists. He's on the second forward line. He's on the first power play. Uh, really comes down to this game flow overall. We do see the over-under sting at 7.5. And, and when it comes to the Avs, uh, their starting goalie, Darcy Kemper, was hurt in the most recent game, or in game one, I should mm -hmm. say. And we saw Pablo Franceau step in and... You know, realistically, Franco is a good goalie. He's not great. He's a, you know, he's a backup for a reason, I guess is the best way to put it. His stats from the season are good. And I think they're kind of uh, elevated due to the fact that he played, you know, behind one of the best or the best defensive unit in the league with, you know, great defenders up and down their lineup. Kale McCarr, who's going to win the Norris this year uh, for best defender. Yeah. So Franco is a good goalie, but if we're going to be seeing his back and forth nature, Drysaddle's due for a goal, four games without a goal, and he has 13 assists. He's just too involved in the offense overall. And if we see that star power once again and that helter-skelter pace we saw in game number one where there were 14 combined goals, yeah, Leon Drysaddle has a good chance of finding the back of the net. So NBA props for game one of the NBA Finals tonight. Props from a goal-scoring perspective for game two of the Western Conference Finals in the NHL. But it doesn't stop there from a prop perspective with Tom Vecchio. He is known as the home run prop king. So when we look at the Major League Baseball slate today, Tom, who are you going with for a home run prop for today's MLB card? So there are actually a few home runs that I like uh, on tonight's slates. One of them would be Anthony Rizzo. He's not listed yet because it's for game two of the Yankees doubleheader. Uh, should be going up against Reed Detmers for the Los Angeles Angels. Obviously, those lines are the player props for that game overall, not listed just because it's the game two of the doubleheader. He might not even be in the lineup. We have to wait for that. But the player that I'm going to to start today would be Joey Votto for the Cincinnati Reds to hit home run, sitting at plus 385. Uh, he's dealt with some injuries this year, so his sample size overall is a massive. He still comes in with a 186 ISO versus righties, a 39.2% fly ball rate. 
Uh, he's kind of locked in at the plate right now. Over the weekend, uh, they were at Fenway Park uh, playing the Red Sox. He had two balls go off the top of the wall. So, you know, his underlying metrics are there. The counting stats for his home runs aren't really there just because he dealt with some injuries. He was on the IL. He's going up against Johan Adon for the Washington Nationals, who's struggling versus lefties this year, allowing 1.17 home runs per nine, a 39.4% uh, fly ball rate, and a 462 slugging percentage versus lefties. They're also in Cincinnati, which is nicknamed the Great American Small Park, not the Great American Ballpark, just because it gives up so many home runs. A little bit of wind blowing out, some nice hitting weather in Cincinnati. It all lines up for Joey Votto to start moving in the right direction after you know, a bit of a slow start on the IL. That total is 10 for a matchup between the Nationals and the Reds, two of the worst teams in all of the bigs. You don't often see Cincy as a nearly dollar and a half favorite, but they're minus 142 on the money line. All of this working for a Joey Votto home run prop at plus 385. FanDuel's Tom Vecchio, that prop perspective as always. Tom, we greatly appreciate your time. An even further deep dive of the NBA Finals game number one up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on the morning after on Sports Grid Live on a Thursday, Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. A Thursday, the opening day of the NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors back into the ship for the sixth time in the last eight years. Winners in three of their previous five appearances of that Larry O'Brien trophy what everybody wants right now the Boston Celtics back into the NBA finals for the first time in the last 12 seasons let's continue breaking down game number one and all the series metrics that you need to know a four point spread in favor of Golden State the movement we have seen happened yesterday three and a half points working up to four in favor of the dubs where will this continue to go as we get closer to tip tonight it's not till 9 p.m eastern time out in san francisco that money line also working in favor of golden state as well it's minus 172 earlier this morning minus 168 i know only four cents of difference but still working in favor of the warriors maybe we follow that movement to see where the trend could possibly go from a point spread perspective. If it gets to four and a half ever at all at any point today in favor of the dubs, I would not be surprised to see the buyback at that moment to work it back to four. I think that line is where we're going to close tonight at the time of tip between Boston and Golden State. But there has been some movement this morning as it pertains to the total as well. An over-under that earlier was at 212 and a half is now at 213 in a hook. A very intriguing total, in my opinion, for tonight, based on the trends we have seen here throughout the postseason. 213 and a half, the lowest number Golden State has seen all throughout this postseason run. They have gone over in 10 of their 16 playoff games up until this point. The 213 and a half on the other side for the Seas, the largest total the Celtics have seen in their last eight games now helping us break down game number one tonight 
is Evan Saideri, a national NBA reporter for basketballnews.com who knows everything around the association. The NBA Finals, Evan, we have reached this point. We are glad to have you on here a Thursday on the morning after. Absolutely. Hey, I always enjoy the invite, Ben. The NBA Finals are officially here, and we have a, a great matchup in store. I'm looking forward to breaking it all down. So we just looked at the point spread. Four in favor of the Warriors. That total at 213 in a hook. Let's start with the Warriors first, Evan. From Golden State's perspective, what do you think a key matchup is tonight if they want to take advantage against the Celtics? I think for me, it just speaks in the floor. Going against this really aggressive on-ball defense for Boston. You obviously, you're going to be Marcus Smart fire up tonight against Stephen Curry. You're going to be seeing a lot of on-ball pressure from him. Obviously, Grant Williams as well, trying to contain the guys inside for Boston, too. We see Robert Williams trying to stay on the outside as well. This is a game team where I feel like, honestly, you're going to see a lot of the four spacing element for the Warriors show up in a big-time way. Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Stephen Curry running around actions as well. We're going to be trying to see, I think, honestly, how Golden State's going to try to experiment a little bit against Boston's defense, see how much they can try to bend but don't break against their defense because you can get some good open shots against them sometimes. The question is how aggressive can Boston be to counter those actions? And I feel like tonight for Golden State, that's going to be the big thing is if they can counter and get a lot of easy buckets against this Boston defense, that could really show this could be a quicker series than we all imagine. Evan, as you well know, the Boston Celtics have been sensational on the road in this postseason run. They have won seven of their nine games away from TD Garden. They are 6-1 against the spread when booked as an underdog. Five of those six covers by way of an outright victory. If Boston is to either cover a four-point spread or win outright at plus 144 on the money line, what is that key matchup to watch for the Boston Celtics? I think for me, it's simple. It's Jason Tatum. We saw it all throughout the playoffs so far. When Tatum gets red hot and going, the Celtics team is almost impossible to stop. We've seen it maybe a couple times this postseason where Tatum has a big game. Boston doesn't show up, but that's a very rare instance. And I think for tonight, if Jason Tatum gets, gets going offensively, gives you about 25, 30 points. I think Boston in a very good spot. I'm very curious to see how Golden State defends Tatum. If we see Andrew Wiggins on him, if we see Draymond Green on him, because if Tatum can get going offensively, Boston can actually really match up very well against Golden State. So the question is, which start comes out the play tonight? Is it more so Stephen Curry at home, or is it more so Jason Tatum trying to make a statement on the biggest stage in game one at, at Golden State as well? Evan, I think it's a great point. As you saw right there by the odds, Jason Tatum is the favorite to score the most points tonight in game number one at plus 140, but Steph, not far behind. The reason why, 28.5 is the points prop for Tatum. 27.5 is the points prop for Steph Curry. Who do you think needs to go over their number tonight for their team to get the outright win? I think it has to be Tatum, just because I feel like we've seen more consistently the Warriors offense step when Stephen Curry's not going. You've seen Jordan Poole have big games. You've seen Klay Thompson have big games as well. You've seen other guys across the floor, even like Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, when they step up, the Warriors can win big as well. I think there's more firepower for Golden State to have a bad Curry game, so to say. And compared to Boston, where it's really down to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you can't rely on Marcus Smart to be a 20-plus point-per-game score each night. So I think a lot of it's going to be based, especially in Golden State tonight for the first few games of the series, how will Jason Tatum respond? Is he going to be efficient, or is he going to be more so of a guy who's chucking up a lot of shots and the pressure of the finals gets to him a little bit? So Steph, Jason Tatum, the two best odds to win the NBA Finals MVP. Curry is an odds-on minus money favorite right now at minus 115. Jason Tatum around plus 175, 
plus 180. Evan, do you think either of those two stars will be the NBA Finals MVP, given which team ends up winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy? The narratives certainly play for Stephen Curry here because if the Warriors do indeed win this finals, Curry's going to vault up another tier as far as the all-time greats in the NBA goes. Zuri up there already, but the narratives definitely will be on the side of Stephen Curry here if the Warriors do indeed win the finals. So I would definitely lean Stephen Curry here. But I would kind of, I mean, maybe this is a little bit of a shot in the dark here, but I would sprinkle a little bit of money on Andrew Wiggins as far as a guy to watch out for you because if he locks down Jason Tatum, and he steps up offensively in this finals against Boston, who's one of the best events in the NBA, I could easily see some plus money being sprinkled in on Andrew Wiggins being a really important piece of the Warriors puzzle to get the stop in Boston. 46 to 1 is that number on Andrew Wiggins right now on FanDuel to win the NBA Finals MVP. Evan Sideri of BasketballNews.com, a national NBA reporter, helping us break down the opening night of the NBA Finals in the series overall. Evan, I'm glad you bring up a guy like Andrew Wiggins on the side of the Golden State Warriors. It's Wiggins, it's Clay, it's Jordan Poole, of course, it's Draymond Green. On the other side for Boston, you could look at Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford. Which X factor do you expect to step up in the biggest way throughout this NBA championship series? I think it's for the Warriors. I, I would lean more toward the Warriors right now because I've seen it more consistently, not only throughout this postseason, but also just the last couple of years. And the Warriors been down, but we've seen guys like Klay Thompson when he's played incredibly enough. Klay Thompson, if you take out the two seasons he's missed due to injury, he's played six year NBA finals for the Golden State Warriors. So it's just yeah. incredible how valuable he is in the court. And I think, honestly, you'll see guys like a Wiggins and a Jordan Poole, especially. I think Jordan Poole is going to be huge in this series because you're seeing a lot of pressure going towards Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. So I think Jordan Poole will step in a big way as well. I think the firepower for Golden State offensively, you just have a lot more weapons in store compared to Boston. So I think there's a lot less pressure on them, so to say, compared to having Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown being kind of locked in 25, 30-plus point-per-game scores against the Warriors because – if you don't score 100-plus points against Golden State, you're in big-time trouble to win any sort of game. The Warriors, the outright favorite as well to win the NBA Finals overall. Minus 160 for the Dubs to hoist another Larry O'Brien trophy. The Celtics plus 135 as that series underdog. Evan Sideri, let's get the prediction right now for the NBA Finals. Who wins and in how many games? I am going to go Warriors in six. I think we see this series get split early on. I think the Warriors win tonight. The Celtics win game two. And then from there, we kind of see the Warriors settle themselves in, maybe win a, a couple games in Boston, and then from there, kind of wrap this thing up. I think the Warriors is overall on both sides have a lot better firepower. I think this potential for them is a lot better compared to what we've seen from the Celtics, who are a little bit more volatile on the offensive end when they're not going. So, I think we see this Warriors team win. I think it adds to the legacy of Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors here to win the NBA Finals. And incredibly enough, after missing the playoffs two straight years in a row, they're back, They're right back to normal. It's incredible, Ben. Yeah, it really is. It has been marvelous to watch for Steph to get back here, for Clay to get back here, for Draymond to get back as well. The sixth NBA Finals appearance for Golden State in the last eight years. But there's so many areas, Evan, for plus money value in a series odds market when you take your prediction overall and then try to find your best price. How important do you think home court will be throughout this NBA championship series? We know the Celtics have won seven of their nine road games. If the Warriors are to win, in fact, in six games, that would be on the road in Boston inside TD Garden. So how much do you expect home court to factor in to this NBA Finals? 
It's so interesting because I feel like, honestly, I my perception of home court advantage in this postseason has changed a little bit because we've actually seen all postseason long, these road teams, they go out and win these games and change the whole series on their head. Like We saw it for Dallas when they play the Phoenix Suns. They were up 2-0, and then all of a sudden they win a game in Phoenix, and that changes the whole series. Same thing goes here for the Golden State Warriors in a, a couple postseason series ago as well. So, And for Boston, we saw it multiple times when they played Miami. They went on the road in Miami and beat the Heat. So... I think, honestly, home court advantage nowadays is a little bit overrated, and I think maybe the finals can change it a little bit there. But I think we see more so a trend of where we see these teams, just the better overall talent wins out in the end more so than the home court advantage. So it's really interesting because I always thought home court advantage mattered a lot, but this postseason has really kind of flipped its script a little bit. I completely agree. The Celtics are here because they won on the road in Game 7 against Miami. In fact, they took three of the four in Miami, in South Beach against the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, Evan, that also can play out into how the series will look in the early on. You mentioned it. You think Golden State wins tonight. Boston responds in game number two, which brings us to game three back in Beantown inside TD Garden. The series' correct score after three games. The most likely outcome is for Golden State to have a 2-1 lead plus 130 but the Celtics to have a 2-1 series lead is not all that different at plus 180. Evan who do you think would be favored in game three back in Boston what do you think that spread might look like for game number three by the time we get there early next week? Yeah so it follows my script there which I think it's a good chance of happening here splitting the series and let's say Boston wins game two for example I think for sure Boston would be favored heading back home for game three just seeing how the sports books of Vegas, they've been favoring home court advantage all postseason long. It's really been showing three or four points in the spread almost every single time, even though it maybe recently bias will show you, maybe it should just be one or two points. So I'd probably go more towards like the spread being minus three and a half towards Boston if they do win game two, heading back to Boston for game three. But I think all these all these games in this series, you're not going to be seeing a spread more than four or five points, in my opinion. I think it's a great point because it's at four right now in favor of Golden State. It opened at three and a half in favor of the Warriors. The hook added on. If it gets to four and a half, Evan, I think it works back down to four. I think this will be the number we see by the time we get to tip tonight in San Francisco. 9 p.m. Eastern time out in San Fran. The Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics and what we hope and expect to be a great NBA final series. Evan Sideri, a national NBA reporter for basketballnews.com, been giving you that expertise and insight all throughout this postseason around the association. Evan, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the NBA finals opening night tonight. Ben, as always, appreciate the invite. Thanks. Of course. We love your insight and your analysis at every step of the way. The final thing we hit on here on this Thursday on Sports Grid in the morning after is our best bet for NBA Finals game number one. A point prop from a role player. That's up next on TMA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game number one, the NBA Finals begin tonight in San Francisco. The Golden State Warriors 
and the Boston Celtics. The Dubs, a four-point favorite right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook over the Celtics with an over-under at 213.5. Some movement in that total early on this Thursday. We end out this Thursday live right here on SportsGrid and the morning after. Two hours coming to a close on Sirius XM Channel 159 and all across the SportsGrid network as well. I am Ben Steve. The lines are very, very sharp by the time you get to any championship series in any sport. All of the data, all of the numbers that go into a full season of handicapping and setting those odds on display tonight. But if you can find an interesting phenomenon, maybe you write it as long as you can. That's what we're going to do with our NBA Finals Game 1 Best Bet. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for that Finals Game number 1 Best Bet. It's time for Bye Bye Bye. You have heard me talk about this trend a few times throughout this postseason run, focusing on Jordan Poole. His points prop tonight for game number one against the Seas is at 14 and a half. To start off series for the Golden State Warriors, Jordan Poole has been sensational. He has been over this number of 14 and a half in each of the game ones of each of the first three series for Golden State. In fact, he's averaging 26.7 points per game in each of those first three of game number ones in each of the first three series. He has scored at least 19 in every one of those opening games, 30 plus twice. You could take that even a step further in each of the first two games in each of the first three series, Jordan Poole over this number as well. That's six times in total, averaging greater than 25 points per game. It's a phenomenon that maybe we take advantage of one final time. As you see there, Jordan Poole over 14 and a half points. The game one of the NBA Finals. Best bet tonight, the morning after, each and every weekday, live right here on SportsGrid. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens, and we'll talk tomorrow.